خودش Good afternoon, this is your host, the main man himself, Comrade Question, uh, filling in for the godmother of all things yellow, Nandi Shabalala, who we are reliably informed is joining a climbing expedition on the summit of Mount Kilimanjaro, where she hopes to finally uncover the source of her yellowness. Yeah, that's <laughs> Anyway, we wish her all the best. In her place is obviously your temporary referee, the leading man. The man leading the pilot research project on why aliens don't wear hats. Obviously me. Uh, the God comrade question. Mr. Question. Am I allowed to clap for myself? Yes. Oh, yeah, hey, thank you. Oh, oh, man. Yeah, yeah, no. And uh, missing in action, but we're reliably informed also like slaughtering some virgins at UJ, if you can find any. The accidental sex symbol. The man whose Nigerian-American accent or twang is a patented sex toy. Which we are also reliably informed has reduced many ladies to euphoric tears since our first broadcast. However, batteries are sold separately. The only man to ever contact, contract Ebola in Rwanda, the god Durak Jesus, who is not here yet. Now, some say he only likes two white people in the entire world. Lies. WWE's Triple H. <laughs> who still <laughs> likes Triple H? <laughs> And, a God. and his peer in terms of monotone voice and speech delivery And not in terms of brain power, Stephen Hawking We only know him as the fantastically boring and yet analytically astute The God, Theo Mojo Theo, Theo, Theo Thank you very much everyone And I love everyone, not just two white people Thank you You love everyone? Yeah Okay, alright um, And... Um, you know, we like to keep the, the testosterone balance and, you know, just, just, just like to keep it level in, in the studio. So seeing as the godmother of Yellow Nandi Shabalala is not here with us today, we have invited a similarly blessed individual in terms of aesthetics, <laughs> the eternally beautiful, the incorruptible Bali Satembe. Woo! What's up, guys? How are you guys doing? Is, is that it? Is, is, is that your, uh, is that it? Can I not just say woo? I'm a woo girl. Uh, you're okay. So, woo. so, woo. <laughs> I'll be on the sidelines, just woo. Okay. All right. And, uh, I mean, where to start today with our guest? Um, first of all, we're very honored to have you. Uh, thank you so much for taking a huge chunk of what is possibly, probably a very busy schedule and, uh, just coming to talk rubbish with us here on the show. Uh, the man we're talking about today needs no introduction, or does he? Football agent to some of South Africa's most famous football stars. The Kia Jurabchian of South African football. The Jorge Mendes of South African football transfers. Our most revered guest, Mr. Tim Sugazi. Hi, Tim. Welcome, Tim. Yeah, good afternoon, Welcome. gentlemen. Thank you, yeah. thank you, thank you thank for you coming. And lady. <laughs> uh, well, I was still going to come to you. <laughs> you were still going to come to you. Uh, next yes. to me, any, in any case. <laughs> no, thank you very much, Tim. Thank you for coming on to the show. And uh, before we start, some ground rules as usual. Uh, Theo Mojo, would you like to give us some ground rules? Um, here at the football show, we endorse 
we love, we are completely besotted by <laughs> the Minister of Sports and Recreation, yes, the one yes, and only yes, yes. Figile Rasmataz <laughs> Can we give him a round of applause? Again? Oh, yeah, round of applause and we are going to make it our mission. We are going to make it our goal to get him on this show and to show us exactly what Mr. Rasmataz gets up to on a normal day, what his views on sport in South Africa in general, and especially football, Definitely and football, just yeah. to know exactly what goes through the head of, uh, I guess he's a Twitter artist. You know, he's yeah, part he's of the Twitter artist. Yeah, he's like uh, one of the most flamboyant ministers minister yeah. of all time. Of all time. Yeah. So yeah. he needs to come in here, and we are we are going to get him. Wait, We're hold find on. Him. And did, we're gonna get him. did you guys see his selfie with, um, with Floyd Mayweather? Yes. Yeah. Money. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with the TMT. What, what next? What level? What next? <laughs> yeah. Tim, how do you feel about the that? Champions League well, I've got a photograph of myself with Mayweather when oh! I was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, I was lucky enough to be in Vegas in 2011 to broker the fight between Manu Pacquiao and Floyd Mayweather. Oh! So, you know, we there almost we go. got there it in South Africa. It almost. Was I remember it was going to be in Cape Town or something, right? No, I was going to host it at Soccer City. Ooh. Wow. Uh, 4 a.m. It was going to be the biggest event, sporting event after the FIFA World Cup. Wow. So I spent time with Mayweather, I spent time with Manu Pacquiao's camp and uh, top rank, mm. uh, you know. The Bob old, Aram, all those The people, old yeah. man, yeah. I was yeah. with Bob Aram and, of course, Don King wanted to see me as well. <laughs> oh, I don't want to see you the too. the most about <laughs> thing in Las Vegas. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we mm. missed it. So there's there's still there's still time though. There's still time. We've still got September before Mayweather's contracts up. Yeah, you know. Yeah, well, why not? As why you can not? see, as you we can were, see at the, we at the football show, we don't play around. We don't play games. Yeah, yeah. I know. Mm. We were meant to do it for Matiba oh. uh, oh, before he could pass on and. Uh, it never it happened. It didn't happen. Floyd. Yeah, yeah, Floyd and the blood test. And the blood test. No, so no, many, was af- I mean, the, many the, I had agreed then, you know. Yeah. So the sense I got was that Floyd at the time was not so much willing. Oh, okay. Oh. It's a very funny world there. Very he's funny he's being advised by the invisible. Uh, El Heyman oh, Nobody right. knows his face No one knows okay. uh, I had to jump into some 27th floor At the Bellagio Hotel in Vegas To speak to El Heyman you know, Over the phone of course We are in the <laughs> presence of greatness <laughs> Can you, do can you, know can you take people? a second to just <laughs> recognize Well, well, well <laughs> yeah, What yeah, we have in studio I mean, I just, I just sat in Tim's car I felt like I feel like Jesus <laughs> I mean, Anyway, actually speaking of Jesus We are, we've had a lot of uh, complaints about blasphemy on the show. Mm. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, to you know, to fix that, we're, we're going to tell you something else. We believe in angels. Yeah, sure, yeah. Sure. We believe in angels because we believe they can fly because they don't take themselves too seriously. They take themselves lightly. Ah. So yeah, that's why we believe in angels. We also love Jesus. Uh, you can tweet us at the football show CC. That's at P H double O T ball show CC, or you can call us on. Zero eight six one five 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 one eight nine, or tweet us as well at cliffcentral.com hashtag the football show, and email us at the football show at cliffcentral.com or the Facebook page the football <laughs> show. That's a lot. Okay, now that we've got that out the way, segment one. Let's go. Kick off results the world over. Let's start with Chelsea. They're current champions oh. again. How do people feel about that? I think I'm, uh, I don't know, it, it, it felt like Chelsea vomited all over my, my timeline on social, <laughs> social media on, on, on Sunday. I couldn't get enough of true blue, Mourinho does it again. And I think it's just an indicative sort of look at how 
the Premiership has been this season. Chelsea have been the best sides, and uh, we have to give it to them. And I respect Mourinho for what he's done. Yeah, he's yeah. been incredible and uh, fair juice to where you know where it's given, and they were brilliant. In case you're wondering, uh, this is that fuck off Chelsea song playing in the background. <laughs> yeah. But but anyway, they won the league. I, I mean, endorse that. But but do numbers lie though? I mean, you know, after how many games? 34, 35 now. They have wrapped up the league, and we knew, I mean, it was sewn up by the time that we got to December. Yeah, so why so much animosity against Chelsea? I mean, Bali, you can tell us something about your football knowledge. Sure. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Chelsea's the blue one. Yes, Chelsea's the blue <laughs> cool. one. That's a start. That's, That's a start. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drogba, no? Uh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That too. Yeah. Um, who's mm. the hot guy, Chelsea? No. I know. I was actually going to say, like, are there any lookers? Because then I can Google there's, them. There's, and there's really no hot... I don't know. I don't uh, know. I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to, you know. Tim, how do you, you feel about Chelsea and uh, taking the league? Uh, look, I think uh, it's well-deserved, you okay. know. Okay. And uh, Mourinho is always going to do it within the first three years of his return to yeah, the English Premiership. Yeah. He's the kind of a guy. He's a winner. Yeah. So, yeah, they, by coincidence, they happen to be my favorite English team. Oh, oh, oh my goodness. I've got a Chelsea fan for the first time in the studio. You're the first Chelsea fan You're in the, the studio. Chelsea fan well in done. Studio. And I think uh, next season is going to be a tough ride. It's going to be easy because everyone is easy. replenishing their football stocks and they are going to be getting the biggest and best and I'm telling you are we talking about Van Hal? the one and only oh my goodness can we get a boo for three Theo? letters LVG <laughs> thank you thank you thank you thank you we're going to mute you if you're not careful okay so they've won the league it's, it's pretty done and dusted let us talk about my favorite subject Louis Van Hal, oh, Man United on, third defeat on the trot how, how is this happening I mean before I was a referee I did mention that Louis Van Hal was a fraud and uh, I think, you know, some people agreed with me here. And, Can, uh, you know, you know, there's a word in the English dictionary, anomalies. Anomaly? Three anomaly, times. actually. Anomaly. Three times is an anomaly. No, no, like, like three times. It was two times. Against Chelsea, we were playing at the bridge. We got beaten by a side that had one shot on target. And Can you enough, close your mouth and stop sh- the shit that's coming out of there? Let me just oh say, my goodness. we played against Everton. It was a fluke. We were not playing Three well. nil is a fluke. You, you know, get people score three goals against Louis you. Louis Van Hal even went in there and said we didn't train well from the beginning. He could see from the warm up how terrible we were going to play. Whose fault is that then? That's the manager's That's, fault. There's someone that's, and a big problem Michael Carrick missing in midfield and we have had no, no structure and not, no one connecting, you know, the defense, getting the ball out, recycling it and lobbing it forward. You know, we have, you know, the English player was gonna missing. You're talking so much shit. <laughs> Bali. Man United is the red one. Tell United. us more about that. No, I'm actually a Man U fan. Oh, oh my God. That's just Glory because, Hunter. Yeah, my brothers, you know, they. I grew up with four brothers, so everyone is a red devil in that house. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. And that. Three defeats on the on the trot. How do you feel about that? Um, I just feel like when you're down, there's only one way, which is up. <laughs> oh, wow. You don't yeah, become definitely. shit overnight. Let's oh. just say that. Ask that to so. David Moyes. Yeah. Well, Moyes was the destroyer of legacies. He's he's an anomaly. Yeah. Well, Tim, how do you feel? Man United three <laughs> defeats on the ro- in a row. Yeah. Look, um, you know, in my view, really, United doesn't have the kind of players they should have as a big club. In football, there are players for clubs. Yeah. You know, there are players for big clubs. Yeah. yeah. So if you look at their stock, really, mm. it's below par. I think it's quite below par. Yes. Very yes. True. Thank you so Very much, true. Tim, for that incisive and cutting truth. Uh, moving along swiftly Man City unconvincing against Tottenham But they still got the result Ugh. How about that? Actually, I want to ask something um, The man who delivered the goods once again Sergio Aguero 
how is it that this guy wasn't in the short list for the you know Premier League player of the season? How do we justify that? No, but I mean, you look at what he's done in terms of comparing him to Harry Kane, and Harry Kane Harry, gone in You want to compare? No, no, I want to compare you his goals. In, I want in to compare danger his of being muted. Harry Kane has come in there. He's played an incredible game. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you got muted there. You got has muted. played a great game all season. Aguero is quality. We know that, but his injury—he's yeah. got injury woes. He's injury prone. We all know that. Yeah. And he hasn't had the best of seasons. Let's be honest. Yeah. Even by his lofty standards. Yeah. And I think you know, this the City squad is just too old. It's just too old. It's like a geriatric home. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think yeah. the average age is like 28, 29. It's, it's 29 with Aguero in it. It is, um, it is shockingly it is, old yeah. and they need a massive revamp. And I'm sure, you know, the, you know, the, the, the guys from Saudi Arabia will be going in and giving the next manager, who's probably going to be, I think, Ancelotti, a nice big chunk of money to go out and spend. Well, but that's the dilemma, isn't it? I mean, because they've got fair play to worry about now. Mm. And um, how much do you think they're going to be able to spend in the in the off-season? How is that going to work? They need to, if we're going to listen to you, because you've got immutable football logic. Um, if we're going to listen to you, they need to spend plus or minus... 150, 160 yeah, million pounds million, yeah. to get, you know, a proper squad together. How do you think they're gonna, they're gonna bypass fair play? I think it's gonna be, you know, having to also get a lot of players from their youth system, which will be, you know, something that'll have to be instituted. You have to get, you know, guys in who've come in. Boyata's been there. He's, he's a decent player. I David think Boyata, he's yeah. world class. Yeah. But they're also gonna have to sell a lot. And I think there's gonna be a clear out. Nazri, mm-hmm. Yaya Torre definitely is going. And I think with that, they can try balance the box a bit. And also bring in maybe an English, and you know, a, a, you know these young English players as they try to do with Franklin's uh, with Sinclair, but uh, it's going to be difficult. And I, I just don't see the City squad being the same as it was last season. And do you think um, City could get Pogba as a replacement, maybe for? Uh, I pray, Torre? I pray to God not. I oh, pray come on, to, to the come Lord. On, I pray that on. he doesn't. Pogba is. Probably the best young midfielder. Probably midfielder. How in old the is he? Twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two. I think. Yeah, year. he's a young guy. And uh, I think if he goes to City, I, I would never be able to, <laughs> to live with myself. We let him go. Man United let their prize possession. Oh, mom, mom, mute this guy, Bali. Man City are the Sky Blues, the team that yeah, wears Sky Blue sure. with white shorts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I feel how Tim feels. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, look. Simply put, they've reached the last phase of their recycling. Yeah. You know? yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I think amongst the top English teams, they stand a great chance of having a balanced squad for next season. So okay. in football, you'd need to balance youth and experience. So they've yeah. got good enough experienced players. All they need to do is to find the young ones, you know, that will sustain the club over a period of time. Yeah. So they stand a great chance of achieving that mm-hmm. as compared to other teams here. Oh, <laughs> Tim was looking at you there, Theo Mojo. Um, do you think City will, will become above United next season? Very much so, <laughs> in my honest opinion. Until United, you know, take a critical step in revamping their squad. They don't have a United kind of players. They lack the quality. I, you're actually right. I think for for that, for it, well, about the quality, we don't have the quality. But in terms of what United brings, you know, the players they can get, and I'm talking about one man, yeah. Gareth Bale. Mute the this man. It's Gareth over Bale. for fear. Come home, son. No, Come mute home. this man. Mute this man. The mute number this man. <laughs> Tim, let, let's just get some more of, you, some more yeah. of your insights. Um, we're talking about a squad that is aging, yeah. and uh, these guys are on massive wages. Mm. And how do you think that will be sustainable in light of what you're talking about, uh, you know, like maintaining balance in a squad? How do you think City and the owners, the Qatari owners, can move forward with that in mind? 
Look, they've got the buying power. Yeah. In the end, for a big team mm-hmm. to have what it deserves, mm-hmm. you know, it needs to have the buying power. Mm-hmm. Uh, once a club suffers financially, you can easily pick it up from a distance, you know. Yeah. You look at the kind of players that they're signing, uh, you could see that they were economizing in one way or the other. Yeah. So I think with the buying power they've got, they can do anything they want to do. All right, the team with some wise words. Arsenal versus Hull. Imperious Mesut Ozil. I don't think it's worthy for us to talk about it now. Oh the my goodness! Play of Look all who time. just came in. The greatest player of all time. Thank Mr. you, Hazen, thank you, Mr. Jurak Jesus and Mr. Jesus. Mr. Yeah. Maybe we should stop calling you Mr. Jesus because we've had complaints about so much blasphemy. Mr. Jesus is also. Brad says blasphemy. Lol. If they don't like it, don't listen to Cliff Central. I, Yay! Thank you, Brad. <laughs> Picked up a flu in Luanda, so um, in Luanda, yeah. Are you sure it's not Ebola? <laughs> no, no, Luanda is Ebola. Um, <laughs> please, please <laughs> make sure that you also say say that you stopped in Lagos. As no, well. no, no, no. <laughs> I wasn't coughing till I got to Luanda. Then. All right, <laughs> lay dormant till you got to Luanda. Okay. All right, um, just a reminder: you can tweet us at the football show, rather football show CC PH double O T B A double L show CC, or you can chat with us on WeChat. Cliff Central is a WeChat ID or give us a call on 0861-555-189. Facebook page, The Football Show, PH, emphasis. Oh, I'm almost out of breath. Email us at thefootballshow at cliffcentral.com. Now, moving along, no one cares about the other results. Barcelona 8-0, it's not a real league. Cristiano Ronaldo 3. True, true, Cristiano true. Ronaldo 3. True, uh, true. Uh, Se- Sevilla, was it 1 or 2? 3 2, 3 1? Oh, Whatever happened there. But I think the race is on for the Pichichi again between yeah. the same two players. It's getting really boring. Raul, we don't care what you think. We're going to move on to the second segment. And um, we're just really, really, really honored to have Tim on board because we have so many questions that yeah. we want to ask him. And um, yeah, so Tim. This show is about you today. Jeez. The what football is? agent oh. extraordinaire. So many I football mean, pundits in front of me. You know, I mean, w- w- guys, I'm when pundits. I was in the house, it's amazing. Do you go to Kong? Are you, are, are you a fan of Kong? Are you a fan of Kong? No, certainly not. Yes. Oh, yes. This is a man with yes. morals. A man with morals. Yes. A football agent with morals. So, moving along to our featured theme of the week, and basically, we want to know what the life of a football agent is like. Mm-hmm. Football transfers, and some have gone so far as to say that football transfers are like legalized human trafficking. <laughs> so, some questions for Tim. Let's start off with uh, what's a day in the life of Tim Sugazi like? Just tell us more about that, Tim. Well, look, I'm a strange animal, obviously. Strange know. animal. Yeah, in a yes. sense, because yeah. I spend most of my time in a, in my law practice. Yes. And yet, um, in between, I manage to uh, transact or manage the football affairs. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I'm not your typical everyday agent who mm-hmm. does it from the first to the last hour. Yeah. Yeah. So nice. my day would be mainly law, but of course, in between, I'll feature football. Okay. And uh, tell us about how you feature football. We want to know about that, though. In, in a number of ways. <laughs> in are, a are number you, of ways. Are you constantly on your phone? I read um, this you know, article on 442 talking about how English f- football agents, they have about six phones, you know, and guys will be calling them across the day asking for players and, you know, trying to negotiate deals and whatnot. Is that something you, you, you do? Is, that, does it, is it like that? Yeah, look, if, if telephone or mobile for that matter is a critical instrument oh, you know, right. in the life yes. of a football yeah. agent. So we spend a lot of time on the phone, of course. People want this and that. 
But then if you do it the way we do it at our agency, which is Quality Talent Sports, uh, as a 10-key service provider, uh, you you find yourself having a team behind you, and that team operates from an office. It's a fully fledged office. Mm-hmm. Uh, Palisa will be pleased to know that it's a team of ladies that runs. Oh! <laughs> Shout out to the feminists. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I report to them. You know, I account for every second of my time in football. Swag, swag, swag. 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 <laughs> I think we're going to put you in the swag eleven. Yeah, Tim has to be in the swag eleven. Now. I don't know if a lot of people read this, but recently FIFA have made changes to the rules regarding agents, how you guys operate, how you register and all that. Uh, tell us more about that, uh, Tim. How has that affected your bottom line, basically? Yeah, look, uh, in a nutshell, there's been so much reporting about uh, the bottom line itself. Yes, yeah. Um, you know, people are talking a lot about the reduction of the agency commission. Yes, and so forth. Yes, yes, yes. I think that's where the focus has been. But it's a wholesale change. There are too many changes. Yeah. In fact, it has, those, those changes will sort of change the entire face of the football agency business. Mm-hmm. But on the bottom line, you know, people will be adversely affected. Okay. And there will be 70% reduction Whoa. in the revenue streams. Wow. Know, people were earning what was known to be a standard 10% from uh, football deals. Okay. Mm-hmm. And now it's been reduced to three percent but um, look i landed yesterday i spent time in paris and process uh, when i yeah. landed and once i was there <laughs> look <laughs> plain emotions plain emotions hollywood tim <laughs> I, I was unlocking certain doors what we want to hear <laughs> so yeah look yeah, I'll, i have a question for tim like look, you yeah. know like how some pl- uh, is there have do, do players ever like approach you but but they're not like on the level yet and then you is there a way that you like curve them like do, <laughs> is there a way you reject them like yeah. diplomatically well, yeah like yeah you're not you're not big enough to be with me right now um, i think we've got a human approach to our okay. business mm-hmm. more than anything mm-hmm. you know when a guy says look i need your help it will yeah. be for a reason yeah. it could be that you may not have the talent maybe that people would expect him to have to yeah. belong to a stable such as ours mm-hmm. but then it may well be that he's either recommended by one of our guys or is a close friend to one of our players yeah. whom we may not want to upset or generally as a human being he needs help yeah. and like I said we run a 10 key service so mm-hmm. that means we manage and take Maybe full charge of a yeah. human being's life you know from A to Z All right. and that takes quite a lot I mean mm-hmm. to manage one person you yeah. can ask me now to take over Palisa's life you know <laughs> 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 take over you see now. So we've got sixty lives to take care of. Right. And it's a daunting task. Yeah. Uh we're just gonna go for a quick break and we'll be back with more feature theme of the week. At Sibanye Gold, we've come to realize that there's nothing small about SMMEs, the small to medium-sized businesses that employ millions of people and pay billions in tax every year which is why we pride ourselves in providing support, leadership coaching, assistance, and advice to help grow SMMEs. You could say we're giving them a golden opportunity to grow. Sibanya Gold, we are one. And we are back. Carrying on the conversation in our feature theme of the week, we're talking to super agent, football agent extraordinaire, Tim Sugazi. The Kia Jurapciano football agents in Africa. The Sterling Archer football agents. The Bini Zahavi of football agents. Yes. Uh, Yola of South African <laughs> but football. But he's not fat though. He's a, he's, he's a great looking man. The slender, 
Darker hue. Slender bender. Shout out to the suit. Shout out to the suit. To the suit. Beautiful tuition right there. And someone's tuition. Tim, I'd like to ask you a question in terms of. You know, I was reading how, like, uh, was it Davis, uh, the, the the forward from Bolton Wanderers, we all know him, the dirtiest player in the Premier League ever. <laughs> Kevin Davis. Yeah, yeah, Kevin Davis. And yeah. he was talking about how he's he's had his agents sort of tell him to go and knock on Owen Cole's, uh, Owen Owen Cole's, Cole's door, door yeah. and request a transfer. You know, go on there and tell the top management that, you know what, if A, you don't give me this, I'm leaving. Just give them an ultimatum and tell them that, if I don't get this, I'm leaving, and there's a better offer elsewhere. Does that ever happen? Do do you agents, not particularly Lou, but have you heard stories of a- agents pushing players to do that? Not even hearing of stories. I know of oh, yeah. many <laughs> stories. <laughs> you know? So it happens. Look, agents are very influential. They are a critical cog in the football machine everywhere in the world. Um, they control mainly players. They speak a lot into their heads on a daily basis, actually. And uh, as strange as it may be, if a player has got a problem or has got any issue of whatsoever nature, the first person they contact, you know, is not their dad or mother. It's, it's the, the agent. agent. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Not yeah, even their, their coach. You know, their yeah. head coach. Yeah, at the club. No. They speak to their agents. And that's where all these kind of things come from. And, uh, yeah, I, I believe this story. And, and I mean, we look at Raheem Sterling. Uh, Brendan Rogers came out and says that the men advising Raheem are the ones taking advantage of him. And does this talk to exactly the, the things that you've seen, experienced? Yeah, look, I've always described the agency business as a dirty business, all right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's dirty in a number of ways. Uh, these are the kind of guys who can manipulate all kinds of situations in football. And it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I can't paint everyone with the same brush. You know, we different. Our style and approach to the business and the game itself is quite yeah, different. Yeah. But uh, I, I think overall... It's quite a dirty business. So agents influence players otherwise. It's a sordid subculture, an underbelly. That We're going to mute you. you don't want yeah. to. Do you like Jesus, you got something you want to say? Have you ever had to stop one of your players from going to college? I was going <laughs> to ask this question. Uh, Tim, in case you don't know, we uh, believe that Kong is at the center of the destruction yeah. of South African football. It's, yeah, it's so, ruining uh, South African football. We, we have a lot of Kong-related questions, yes. Yes. you know. Yes. So, yeah, like at two a.m., have you ever gotten a call while you're asleep at home? Renel way Mitchell is is bowling out in, yeah. Kong. in Kong. Yeah, please come and get look, come and come get, get your boy. My phone's not got no battery. I can't get Uber. Guys, let him speak. Look over my. Time of existence in the game. I've received all these calls, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But then, uh, when they go to Kong, you, as you can imagine, they sneak behind my back. <laughs> don't tell me. Yeah, yeah. yeah I will only catch up uh, when the consequences show themselves. Daily Sun, you know. Yeah, look, uh, one yeah. way or the other. What you do will manifest itself in some form or another. Yeah, and you shall always have have to account. You know, every talk has its day. So. Yeah, definitely. Um, moving along to more serious stuff. Um, I think this is something that a lot of people don't recognize about football transfers, but we've had like, I mean, we've had xenophobic attacks here, mainly based, well, in my ignorant opinion, on uh, migration patterns and people just, you know, moving across borders and whatnot. And we have African immigrants constantly drowning in the Mediterranean or some sea of sorts, uh, mm-hmm. trying to look for a better life and, you know, across the borders. And, you find there is a similar culture in football where necessarily like you have a lot of agents going to West African countries, 
lying to young protégés and you know prodigies rather and uh, pretending that you know they can give them a better life you know change you could be dropping stacks having like 10 range rovers like Adebayo mm. do you see that as a serious problem in football i mean some people have gone so far as to say that it's it's human trafficking but but just legal human trafficking yeah um human trafficking slave trading oh, in a yeah. different form it yeah. depends on which i use to analyze these kind of things yeah uh, but you know, it, like I said, it's a dirty business. So people will do everything mm-hmm. to achieve what they want to achieve mm-hmm. at each given time. Mm-hmm. So you'd have these bogus agents mm-hmm. um, making all these sorts of promises to young kids. It doesn't yeah. only happen in Africa, in other countries, also here in South Africa. Yeah. Uh, and ultimately, you know, they fail to deliver. Yeah. And by that time, the poor kid would have abandoned school, would have move to a different territory mm-hmm. you know and uh, when it doesn't work out they always walk away and try to find someone else you know so uh, look it's the reality of this business it's yeah. a, it's a dirty <coughs> game really and human life is at stake and uh, yeah but again you'll know that some of these bogus agents in fact have succeeded yeah. you know in certain cases you know through these lies and promises in fact those promises were realized yeah. so it's a difficult a situation to strike a balance as a player now or a parent of a child who's being promised all these type of things yeah. mainly because parents who don't know so much about football I mean I'm sitting with you guys I'm sure today you're asking me these questions because you don't know so much about the football agency business itself Yeah, yeah. you know so what more to just an innocent bystander in a form of a parent somewhere and no, no, we're not experts, what, we're just fans. What do you <laughs> think should be done? What more do you think should be done? Do you think more regulation? Do you think CAF and FIFA should step in? Yeah, yeah. look, uh, the, the, these new rules, as bad as they are uh, at face value to an agent, insofar as their revenue streams are concerned, in fact, they come with too many goods, you know. There are now stringent controlling measures on football transactions. There will be reporting, there will be transparency, you know, there will be all sorts of things. So I think this is one step forward um, with the new rules. And of course, more regulations need to come. So for instance, you've got the property market, it's got agents on its own, Mm. and they are regulated. You know, you've got the estate agent boards, and yet in football, you've got Nothing of the equivalent, yeah. mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think there is an opportunity for the powers may be to beef up the rules and uh, slowly but surely it will clean up the whole mess and uh, hopefully one day it will be a proper business. Yeah, you could actually say it's better for for agents with the new rules because at least now licensed agents sort of have less competition from unlicensed agents because of the strict measures yeah. being introduced by FIFA. Sure, it's yeah. better. Uh, it's better to all concerned yeah. that will be your agents, football players and clubs, yeah. you yeah. know, and the National Association for that mm. matter suffer mm. in that uh, the dirty or the bad or bogus agents will be wiped out of the system Good. over mm. a period of time or immediately. Okay. Uh, and of course, players themselves now they stand a chance to be represented by sound and sober people, you know, people who are not <laughs> agenda driven for bad reasons. Yeah. Yeah. And clubs, they now stand an opportunity of dealing with proper people, proper business people in the football agency regime yeah, yeah. so i think yeah it's an improvement but then it's gonna take us some time okay um 
I have never seen the guards on the football show so behaved. This is amazing. I think I don't know. He's he just commands. Tim has too much swag. Tim has too much swag. I've never seen these guys so behaved like this. Who is this? Now we're learning. Anyway, so moving along swiftly, I think this is a lot of. uh, We got this question from a lot of our followers on Twitter because we have billions. We got this question from a lot of our followers on Twitter, and they were asking Tim, why is it that there seems to have been a reduction? In the export of quality players from South Africa to Europe, is it the money here? Is it too good, or is it because agents are you know dissuading players from leaving and saying you know stay here and you can make a better career here? What is it? Why are we not exporting so many more players out of the country, yeah. or even the continent as a whole? Yeah, yes, yeah. I think uh, the main reason is exactly that there is money in our game. Um, and our Kong. established and Kong. <laughs> and Kong. Don't forget Kong. <laughs> yes, forget yes, Kong. yes. Of course, it's part two. That test. You know, our established players they earn quite a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, we've got guys who are on six million rand per annum playing football. Wow. You know? Wow. Uh, you see, so if you were to take this guy now and take him to Europe, um, how much is he gonna earn? Mm-hmm. And yet, he's not a proven name in Europe. Players yeah. start earning money in Europe once they establish themselves. Yeah. As I've said earlier, I was in Belgium. So a minimum wage for a football player there is 84,000 euros per annum. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So which established guy in South Africa would go for that, for example? Mm. You know, or three times that? No one. So money, I think, has, when it came into our game some five, six years ago, it influenced our export ability. Mm. And, of course, um, you know, other things, the lifestyle. The player, once he realizes that, okay, maybe it's an opportunity, I would be at a club in Belgium or Europe, um, mid-level country in football, but over a period of time, I'll showcase my talent and move to have the opportunity to move to bigger clubs. But they still look at things such as girlfriends. They is there Kong in Belgium? Is there the lifestyle? <laughs> because Europe, more especially when you go further north, you know, mm-hmm. it's a strange world, you'll know. Yeah. In countries such as Sweden, you know, in summer, you know, the sun will sit for uh, three or uh, four hours. Yeah. You know, it, it gets dark at 1 a.m. And, <laughs> <laughs> you, and yet, it, you know, it rises at 4 a.m. And in winter, it doesn't come out, you know, day and night. So it's wow. the same. So it's strange and it's freezingly cold. I mean, I was complaining yeah, between uh, Brussels and Bruges and all that. In Antwerp, where I went to meet, you know, the relevant stakeholders. <laughs> the relevant, yeah, the relevant <laughs> stakeholders. <laughs> that is, it was freezing. In fact, you know, it, it, at some stage, it went to four degrees, wow. and I was shivering. And yet they told me actually it's spring. Wow! Wow! And now, and now, a grown man have to play in shorts. Sure. In this weather, coming exactly. from thirty degree weather yeah. every here, yeah. every day here, right. thirty degree weather, thirty degree thighs. All <laughs> 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 right, it's that time of the show where I have to announce our winner for the theme of the week segment, and I think it's uh, it's, it's it's not obvious. even a debate. Direct Jesus. No, it's Tim Sugazi. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, yeah. yes, yes. Well, well done, Tim. <laughs> well done, Tim. Ordinarily, Tim, we would have. Um, Maybe strip club vouchers to give you, but uh, today you caught us at a bad time. Yeah. We're fresh out of uh, our strip club vouchers. However, <laughs> you'll usher me to the grand down the road. We'll usher you to the grand down the road. Moving along to our third segment, the laundromat. Uh, I hope these guys finally come alive today and uh, we start getting some action in the studio. Um, wow. But uh, this is the laundromat. We basically move away from um, football related issues essentially and we talk about some pop culture. 
you know, some pornography, stuff like that. Um, Floyd. And Floyd. So let's talk about Floyd Mayweather. <coughs> let's talk about Floyd. And uh, Manny Pacquiao. I'm going to give the winner, the winner, winner of the previous <laughs> round. Uh, I'm going to give it to Tim. Tim, can you, can you text? I mean, you were t- t- telling us about how you almost brought the fight to Africa. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sure. It was an eye-opener of another level, yeah. really. So dealing with Floyd is <laughs> not the easiest thing. Uh, <laughs> there was appointment set up first um, within a day of arrival. I had a meeting set up with Bob Aram, so I was at top rank offices, okay. and we dialed in Manny Pacquiao. I was with his tax advisors and legal advisors. That was going smooth. And one of the demands, as you would recall, was that many had to take blood tests together yeah. with yeah. Floyd. You know, yeah. sh- short style. hours. Olympic yes. style. Olympic style. And many said to, to us in, in the telephone call, said, listen, uh, I would take blood tests for Mandela. For sure, no doubt. For Mandela. For Mandela. Yes. Yes. Thank, Thank you very much, Madiba. Yes. That's, that's how Madiba. he expressed it. You know, he said, uh, listen, guys, I've got presidential ambitions. I sit in the Senate in my country, mm. in mm. the Philippines, remember? Yes. He said, uh, my reading and understanding of the history of Mandela is that he was a boxer at some stage in his yes. life. Yes. You know, I will want to follow the same track. Mm. So yeah. I'll take blood tests. So what else? You know, so then we had to leave and, uh, of course, meet up with Floyd and all sorts of issues came up, you know, uh, that he many, many must abandon the legal suit. You remember? Yes, I think there, was yes. there was that. So, you know, and I, I left that room, you know, getting a sense that Floyd was not willing. And this is in 2011. Yeah, that was, was 2011. For, uh, don't forget no, the flamboyance of the guy. He's a, he's a, he's a fellow of another level. He gets there. Uh, you know, one hour late, <laughs> <laughs> as one does. <laughs> Direct <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, but the, eventually the meeting <laughs> happens, and he was non-committal, mm. and he ended up by saying, "Look, uh, let's do this, but speak to my advisors." And the advisor tend to be El Heyman, and his dad, whom we met on a several occasions, and his uncle. They told us that, look, we've never seen El Heyman, but he's very well known. Maybe he's here, maybe he's around. Nobody knows his name. (laughs) (laughs) So how then do you start brokering a business deal with a person who can't be seen? Yeah. Right? Yes. So he eventually then went to climb up the 27th floor at the Bellagio Hotel. And there's some conference room which swag. swag. <laughs> no, look, we were, uh, it was strange to me. Why do we have to go that high no, up? No, Tim, to you're, to the you're, guy. No. you're gonna be captain of our swag. <laughs> yeah, our swag levels, Tim. Swag now, level. Tim, talking about the result, what did you think about the result? What did you think about the fight? Um, thoughts? Uh, look, uh, sadly to me, I couldn't watch it. Oh. Oh. I was in some hotel room at Antwerpen. Mm. I tried, you know, everything possible on the uh, their TV to yeah. have a link through the internet and all that. The Belgians, Illegal stream. The Belgians, <laughs> yeah, well, look. So the Belgians not watch boxing? No, it was strange. They, you can imagine the whole day I've been asking, guys, where I need to watch this fight. I can't not miss this the fight. fight I can't of the century. Yes, yeah. exactly. So, look, when I woke, eventually I gave up at <laughs> around 15 minutes to 6 because people in South Africa were telling me that they are walking into the ring. I said, you know, I shut everything down. I slept. Yeah. I woke up. Fl- Floyd had won. Greatest boxer of all time. Yeah. No, 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 no. Greatest boxer of all time. No. Better than no. Ali. No. Look, better than no. Ali. no. Better than Ali. That's, that's a stretch, dude. I can only, you, you need to be muted better. for that. I can only speak to maybe what made him win insofar as I understand him as a boxer and an mm. athlete. You know, mm. His strength 
is not actually the punching power. It's his defense. Yeah, Floyd, yeah, he, he covers his face so well mm. and he moves his body. He's got, you know, footwork. Yeah. And I thought, and many strength, which again will sound strange, it's his slugging. power yeah. Yeah. in, the, in his, his legs. legs. Yeah. Yes, he's got strong feet so he can move around the, the ring and cover, uh, you know, the ring quicker than normal. But I'm told on that day he didn't, you know, throw too many punches. Uh, rumor is that he had a shoulder pain or whatever it was. And again, you know, guys, it's a, <laughs> boxing is very strange. So you've got a situation, you've got, you've got your date that announced uh, three, four months in advance. Mm. So what does that mean? It means you, sh- you shall honor the occasion. You've got yeah. no choice. Yeah. So three days that before the actual date, if you maybe... Ebola will cancel for you. Ebola will cancel for you. You have to fight. I mean, what will happen? Take med lemon. I like football. In football, if one player falls sick on the day of the match, you replace him with another player. In boxing, you can't. So these guys, you know, if it is true that many got injured, he had a shoulder injury or strain, you know, he was left with no choice but to honor the occasion. And people say, look, didn't live to to their to the world's expectations. I would believe that more so. Again, others say Floyd himself had some complaining. Yeah. You know? So mm. it's just a strange game. It's a strange game. Yeah, it's um, like a derby. Sometimes they don't live to the expectations. Mm. Just to remind our fans and our followers on Twitter and on the mm. Facebook, you can call us on zero eight six one five 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 one eight nine. Lionel, where are you? Uh, or alternatively, you can tweet us at. Football show CC. That's football with a P H P H double O T B A double L C C. Right. Let's talk about more interesting things in the world of soccer. Ali Kotangote, the Nigerian. Our resident Nigerian is going to tell us more about that. He wants to buy Arsenal for sixteen. No, no, for fifteen. What? He's worth sixteen billion. He's worth fifteen Six, billion. Yeah, sixteen yeah. billion dollars, whatever. And um, uh, he's that's eight times worth more than Stan Kroenke, the man who owns Arsenal currently. Yeah, yeah, and twice the amount that what's the name uh, Alicia Usmanov, as well. So it's essentially uh, Dangote wants to go up to the Emirates and just pop bottles. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to he wants to take care of the Arsenal players. You know, you know how Nigerians always want to take care of their women and take care of things. They always yes, do, yes. Take care of Arsenal like He's that twang of yours. I just don't. I just don't see this being <laughs> feasible. Story. And I think if it's he a, was to, you know, he was to buy it and the price. Would possibly there be a, a massive premium because no, but it would be worth it because remember Arsenal is like I a just national. Don't think so. I just Arsenal don't is think essentially so. the national Nas- football club of Nigeria. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no seriously. Like I know people who don't eat because Arsenal loses. In Nigeria. <laughs> like they're brawls in Nigeria because of Arsenal. <laughs> they're brawls in yeah, Nigeria. Yeah, ever since Kanu played for Arsenal, it's it's been. I mean. But Arsenal also is a phenomenon. So you're essentially remember, a remember yeah. investment-wise, yeah. It's, it's a good it's investment. A, it's a good, good investment. investment. In London. Arsenal's always making a profit, yeah. you know. And he, I think he's just thinking as a businessman as well. Yeah, on this yeah, deal. yeah. Yeah. Bali, what do you think about Arsenal? They're the guys who wear red shirts yeah. and have white sleeves. What do you think about, what about Olivier Giroud? Yeah. That's sexist, man. Um, <laughs> Arsenal. Yes. Gunners. The Gunners, right? Yes, yes. yes yeah. Yes. Um, I feel like <laughs> I feel like how Tim feels. Okay. Tim feels more of an Arsenal fan ever. So, uh, look, simply put, uh, Bali's feeling is my feeling. <laughs> <laughs> See, we are a team. Doping Moving along, um, we so, had a yeah. LVG. Yeah, well, we'll get to that guy. No, we'll get to that no, guy. Let's leave. Austria Vienna's mascot in the game against Vienna Neustadt. 
was a drunk lion the, the who ran the length of the pitch <laughs> to celebrate a 2-1 victory. But unbeknown to the fans, this guy was drunk out of his fucking mind. And uh, he just happened to pass out in the middle of the pitch. <laughs> and he took off his head or whatever that thing is. When you stumbling. Go, stumbling. Stumbling. And he just... Just lay on the floor motionless. I'm, yeah. sure, I'm sure he threw up inside there. That's why he had to take it off. <laughs> that's that's what do we call it? I think we need to give him a winner. He's a winner. He's a winner. He's a winner. He has to be. Yeah. Okay. Um, Mesut Ozil's touch against House City. Oh. Ah, basic. That is basic a touch. godly touch. Basic. Nothing compared to what that Jabu Pule touch, used to do week touch. in, week out. Jabu Pule, Skara, Ngobes. Thank you very much. Yeah. I will mute you. I, I think this Ebola is affecting this guy. <laughs> yeah. I think he's, he's delusional. I don't yeah. know what's Blame going on. Wonder, that man. touch was sexier than when Sharon Stone opened her Guys, oh. Jabu Pule did that yes. against Manning Rangers in 2001. Man. Thank you for that. Jabu Pule Useless piece of information. <laughs> used to do that on a weekly basis. I mean, so are we there saying was nothing special. Not a winner. No, he's not. He that has was, to win. Was was a winner. No, no um, not a winner. Ahmed El Mohamedi, the dive that was not there, that is so embarrassing. Why is he diving by himself in his own box? What, what is that about? Uh, that's just embarrassing. Your children are watching this. Your <laughs> children are watching. In front of no. your kids? Have some dignity. <laughs> right, uh, we're going to move on to Ronaldinho in Mexico. Whoa, what about that? Thing? No one guy. cares about Ronaldinho anymore. Yeah, Another he's, he's washed. And he's, he's fat. It's, he's his la- it's his last season. I think no, we have to, you know... He, I think we need to talk about this guy, He needs guy, to try to dive um, as much as possible. Steven Gerrard. Oh! oh. I love Steven <laughs> Gerrard. The biggest glory hunter of all time. I wouldn't is be surprised. he washed or not? Nah? I wouldn't he, be surprised if he I mean, missed that on purpose. He so is he the, the winning goal. I think He's such a story glory hunting cunt. <laughs> wow. Jeez. Sorry. So much bitterness. The story is just gets better and better. Gerard slips last season. They lose the title to Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> he goes on against Man United, gets sent off, gets a red card in his last ever United Liverpool game. And then this his last, weekend, game, at his last game at Anfield, he has to do a guard of honor for Chelsea as champions of the Premiership. But he'll never walk alone. He will never walk alone. <laughs> but he'll also never win a Premier League medal. But there's a guy who was ragging us about, you know, not being so kind to Liverpool. I mean, these are your facts, Liverpool fans out there. Tweet us, say something. Come on, Raul, you got Okay, some tell interest? us, what, what does Liverpool need to become a global superpower again? Jesus himself. They need Jesus. I don't even Not Mr. Jesus. Jesus. I think they need a tag team of Jesus... Uh, Mohammed, <laughs> Buddha, <laughs> you know, they should all be in like spandex, like, you know, around so yeah, the, the religious Avengers. Can I have to leave that? Um, LVG guys. Yeah, no. we're, we're gonna get to LVG. Let's leave LVG Give him time. Uh, we're gonna move on to Pepe Reina. Pepe Reina is a very interesting, peculiar human being. No, he's not. Let me explain. I'll tell you why. Why? Pepe Reina, we need to decide if he's a winner or loser simply because, because we have noticed a trend here at the football show because we're very analytical. Uh huh. Where his form is exactly the inverse of the success of the teams that he plays for. Uh, now, if you look at his form in 08 or 09 when he won the Golden Gloves, Liverpool, eh, semi-challenging for the trophies, but they got knocked out of the Champions League by Chelsea. Uh-huh. If you look at when he's playing like shit, he is a hoover of medals with the teams that he's playing with. Or when uh, he doesn't play at when all. When he doesn't play he at all. Bench, exactly. Yeah. On the bench, first class seat, won the World Cup, won the Euros. Won the, the Bundesliga with Won the Bundesliga and, and made his first appearance on the 14th of March 2015 after signing in September. What so, what, so what you're trying to say is Pepe Rena should never play football. And you'll still win. He's <laughs> a winner. So he's a winner. <laughs> he's a, he a, a winner. He's a winner. Um, Louis van Gaal. Yeah. Louis van Gaal. Let's talk about Louis van Gaal. The greatest to ever do it. 
He's just the victim of Ferguson's suicidal recruitment policy. <laughs> I mean, come Let's on. just say Louis van Gaal has Sir a whole Alex. transfer transfer window to go and work exactly. his magic. And this next season next is season? going to be special. Let's see special. if Tim, tell us more about this. Yeah, yeah, look, true that. Yeah. I've already raised my concerns about their stock. Yeah. You know, they don't have the quality that they deserve to Thank have. Thank you. Yeah. Big global brand mm. that they are. So therefore, his uh, business acumen yeah. in the game will be tested. I yeah. think yeah. will be severely tested in this transfer window. So Tim, let's see. if you had all the money that Man United <coughs> needed or whatever, what would you do for Man United today? What would you do for which them? player would you buy? Sign all the players you uh, represent. Look, <laughs> <laughs> Jorge <laughs> Mendes, clever, <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if really uh, I would sort of preside over a menu with a strong balance sheet that I think they should be having, yeah. mm-hmm. I would embark on some moves that will get the world talking. Some moves. Yes. yes. Power moves. In institutions like that, it goes beyond what happens on the field. Mm. Yeah. You've got to be seen to be ambitious and aggressive, mm. you know, in the way, uh, so as to match uh, your sort of status in the world. Yeah. So and to share prices. Well, to a to point where I would, I would make beats in maybe areas where it would be impossible, you know, and Zlatan? take it, and take it, no, well, Messi, Messi, why not? Yeah. I would beat for Messi, I would beat for Messi and Ronaldo at the same time. Oh, God! Can you imagine swag. what would they do to the world? Yeah, that would, keep, that would. keep on dragging. We now spoke about yeah. uh, Floyd Mayweather and Melinda yeah. has been yeah. dragging for five years, yeah. you know? And uh, if I'm lucky with my balance sheet, one maybe will will, will work out. Mm-hmm. If I'm not lucky, though, people yeah. would say, wow, this guy, you know, this club is serious. Yeah, ambition. To, yeah, the ambition. And the brand keeps on growing and growing. They're a global brand. Yeah. So, so you have to think beyond the football field. And, of yeah. course, there are some targets that I'll go for that I'll know for a fact yeah. that I'll, I'll, I'll maybe achieve. Mm-hmm. For example, Gareth Bale. Mm. You know, I know he's an uh, he's an unhappy camper where he is now yeah. at Real yeah. Madrid. Those yeah. ones, you know. So if you've got you're bidding for three, I, I'm getting bail. People will still respect me yeah, and yeah. the brand, you know. So yeah, it's it's, it's a question of business strategy and commercial. It's a acumen. major statement. Tim, as well. just right before we wrap up, our, we have our, our one producer, our producer you. is wearing an Uzi shirt in the <laughs> studio. <laughs> <laughs> should, we, should we be scared? Should we be worried? One more question for you. Should we be worried? One more question for you, Tim, before we wrap up the show. Your honest assessment. Which player in the PSL today deserves to play for Man United? Good question. Very good question. Um, uh, not in the current crop. Oh, you know, of our too much. Thank you. No, not I think in the we all agree. Uh, no, let's be honest. You know, playing English football um, as bad as it is, you know, apart from the top five clubs, I think it's, it takes quite a lot. You know, there are some. Uh, in, uh, ingredients that needs to be contained by the player's physical being and makeup, mm. you know, so as to play and sustain, be able to survive in in the English game. It's fast, it's rough, it's wild, uh, and it's cold. It's cold. <laughs> it's and, a lot. and the media is aggressive. Yeah, Ebola of media. Ebola yeah. of media. Yeah. Co- correct, media. correct. The but but don't get me wrong. <laughs> in the immediate future, we'll have. These kind of players, believe you me, yeah. because the level of our game is improving. You'll agree with me. In the last three, four years, it's been getting better and better. It would have improved faster if the PSL bought Kong 
and shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think we're gonna have to wrap it up for there today. Um, so sure. many, many, many thanks to you, Tim, for coming through. You have no idea you just have a how we're just Tim like so yeah, thank, thank you, Tim. Awesome. You were brilliant. <laughs> so much swag that you brought. You're to the always show welcome today. again. And yeah. you know what? You're always welcome. You and Bali can come anytime. <laughs> anytime. We notice you guys are a team. Yeah, I'm more than happy to fill out the quota. Okay. <laughs> thank you for balancing the sure. testosterone levels in the studio today. And uh, that's a wrap for us today. Goodbye. Cheers. Revolution.